Hi friends, do you ever have a day or even a month where you just look back and you go, I have no idea where my time went, I didn't hit my goals, and my time just seems to have evaporated? If so, this episode is just the thing you need to hear. We're talking about six hidden time thieves that Catholic moms struggle with. Hey there, Mama. This is True Presence, the podcast where Catholic moms like you and me learn to be embodied souls. St. Catherine of Siena said, be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. In the midst of hurry, worry, and social media, we're doing a 180 and focusing on real presence, communion, connection, natural living, and bringing eternity into our hearts and homes. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, so today I wanted to introduce the concept of time thieves, and these are the sneaky little things that come in and make us go, where did my day go, what did I actually accomplish, and why didn't I hit my goals? And what's really interesting about this, I'm actually, um, my background's in economics, I've mentioned that before. I used to build productivity systems for nonprofits, and that was what I did for the whole first half of my career. And systems are so important for getting things done. Um, I think it was Atomic Habits. It, uh, the author said that you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So they are incredibly important. They're definitely the baseline. But what if you already have good systems? What if you know how to do things and you know what needs to get done, but for some reason, you still keep getting sidetracked, things are not happening the way you want to. And at the end of the day, you just don't know where your time went. So let's talk about the top six time thieves. Okay, so the first one is actually, um, we went into this in the episode with Denise Jelinek, which was episode number 37, and that is avoiding our feelings. And when we don't take the time to deal with and address our feelings, we actually start to do a lot of unintentional things that use up our time. Things like scrolling on our smartphone and other avoidant behaviors. So what I want you to do, I want you to pull out your smartphone and just notice how much screen time you're getting. Because most Americans, the average American, is on their phone for four and a half hours a day. That is more than 30 hours a week. And a good deal of that is unintentional and comes from just not being ready to handle our feelings, wanting to avoid feelings like overwhelm and anxiety and worry, all those things that are so uncomfortable to sit with and process. So I'm not going to go into that too much more in this episode because I think you really should go back and listen to the episode with Denise, that's number 37, and hear a little more about what she has to say on it. Okay, guys, the second time thief is neglecting our health. Now, you can have the most amazing cleaning plan. You can have closets that are organized down to the absolute, you know, nitty gritty. Like, you might have a house that has no junk drawer. And if you've been neglecting your health, you might still not be getting all the things done that you want to be doing because you won't have any energy. You won't have mental clarity. And guys, we're moms, right? We 
have so many people that we're trying to take care of all the time and so many things that are coming at us all the time that we just feel like we don't have time for this. And that's actually a huge part of my own story. Part of my story is I had eight pregnancies in 10 years. I had, you know, four kids on earth and four in heaven from that. But that takes a huge mental and emotional toll to do things like that. And I didn't understand about the importance of rebuilding my nutrient stores taking care of my body beyond, you know, the obvious things, but actually making sure that things like my hormones were balanced, that my nutrition was balanced, that I was actually replenishing those nutrient stores and not um and not being so depleted. I'm not letting myself become so depleted. And it took years to come back out of that. Something that was very preventable was this nutrient depletion that just zapped my energy and my health for quite a few years where I had like terrible brain fog and I needed a nap every day. There were days I couldn't even drive, right? Because my brain was so foggy. Don't let this be you is my point. Neglecting our health. I'm not talking about things like cancer that just come our way and that we can't really do anything about. I'm talking about the health things that if we were taking small and basic steps every day to take care of those kinds of things that are in our control, we should be doing. And it feels like it's taking time in the moment, but it takes way more time to climb out of the hole of self-neglect. Okay, third one. This one might catch you by surprise. This is multitasking is a time thief. And here's why. So scientists have actually shown that the way the human brain works is we cannot truly multitask. It might seem like we are, but what our brain is doing is it's not holding two ideas at once. It's actually switching quickly between them. And there's a cost to every single transition. There is a time cost. There's a cost in the quality of our work, which means that our work takes longer, and in our focus, and in that buffer space between the two tasks that we're trying to do, or the three or the seven, if you have a lot of kids, maybe 12, right? There's all these different things. And so, for example, let's say that you're trying to help your kid with their homework or you're homeschooling them and trying to order groceries at the same time, you're actually less efficient and going to take longer to do those two things and probably end up with a worse result from them than if you were to do just one of them at a time. Like if you took 15 minutes to focus on the schoolwork and then took 15 minutes to focus on the groceries, you would be getting some, you would be getting more done than if you spent 30 minutes trying to do both at the same time. So we try to squeeze things in, right? And do them at the same time as other things, but it's actually coming at a cost. So the fourth time thief is resisting reality. Now, what do I mean by this? This is where we are basically repeating the same unexpected thing every single day because it's actually, we're just failing to accept that we have a situation. Here's an example. Let's say every night you go to put your three-year-old to bed. Your three-year-old throws a fit every night no matter what you've tried. So you have it on your schedule that you're going to be spending 30 minutes doing bedtime routine. But every night, it's 30 minutes of bedtime routine plus 30 minutes of your child crying and 
not going to sleep. I may be getting out of bed a hundred times. So what can you do about that? Well, we have to move from a place of resistance in these cases to acceptance and start to say, hey, look at that. Bedtime routine actually doesn't take 30 minutes. It actually takes an hour because part of bedtime routine right now during this phase, for whatever reason, is that there's a 30 minute meltdown. And once we do that, once we start to plan for it, we actually start to use our time better because we say, okay, that means that I need to figure out how to fit in this extra half hour somewhere else. I need to figure out what's going to move around and be a little more efficient and more intentional with it. Okay, the fifth time thief is having unspoken goals that are more important to you than the ones that you've decided on. And what do I mean by this? So an unspoken goal is something that is internally really important to you, but you haven't actually said it out loud. You know, we have our goals, New Year's, we write down our goals every year, the things we want to accomplish. We have these other ones that we would put on paper proudly and say, yeah, I'm working toward that. Like, I want my kids catechized. I want to be a better meal planner. I want to have a cleaner house. These are all goals that we would be writing down, but then we actually have also these unspoken goals. And those are things like looking good on social media and impressing my parents and all these things that we actually spend more time on than we had planned to because they matter to us. So I call this climbing the wrong mountain. You know, if we're putting all our effort toward the goals that we really have prayerfully decided are the most important, we have to not only set those goals, but we have to look at the other things in our life and say, what am I kicking out? What doesn't fit on this journey up the right mountain? What is actually sending me off to the wrong mountain? Because we don't want to climb that one. That's a waste of our time. That's a waste of our effort. And, you know, this looks like instead of, you know, four o'clock rolls around, instead of starting to do your meal prep, so that you can put a healthy, nutritious meal on the table. Instead, you're you know, taking photos and posting them on Instagram because you want the likes, you want the dopamine hit, and it feels so rewarding in the moment to get that compared to just this, um, this more important goal of giving your kids nutritious food that doesn't have an instantaneous reward. It might even be negative, right? They might complain about the food you made. So it can be really frustrating, but you know that that's your long-term goal is you want healthy kids and you want to be healthy. So we waste time on these smaller unspoken goals. Now, the last one, and this one I think is the biggest one, and this is focusing on urgent tasks instead of important ones. This is where we're spending our day in reaction mode. So for example, when we're in a situation where, you know, the baby's crying, dinner's not made yet, another kid's saying, I have to go potty, another kid's, you know, badgering you because dinner's not made yet and they want a snack. And if we get to a point where we have all these things coming at us all the time, first of all, that's extremely stressful. But second of all, a lot of these things that are urgent are not important. We have to sort through and figure out which it is. I'll give you an example of something that's urgent but not important is when you get a text message. Now, you hear your phone go off. What do you do? 
you feel this compulsion to answer it, right? Right away, it feels like something that you need to see it, you need to respond to it. But very, very rarely is a text message going to be something that's more important than whatever task you were already focusing on. And by that, I mean, it feels urgent, but if you were to wait to answer it, would something major happen in your life? Now, something that's urgent and important is something like when your stove's on fire. You need to stop everything and deal with that. You don't need to stop everything and deal with your phone. You don't need to stop everything and get your kid a snack. You know, they might think they're going to die, right? For the 10 minutes or so it takes you to finish whatever thing you're focusing on, they might feel like they're literally going to die and they're starving to death, but you know they're not, and they will learn that they're not. When it comes to these things, when we're just constantly focusing on the urgent, I think um, there's actually a term for this Stephen Covey coined, it's called the tyranny of the urgent, when the urgent's ruling our life. What we have to do is we need to actually step out of the chaos, not necessarily in the moment, but in a calm moment, and we need to look at where these things are that keep cropping up over and over, these urgent things, and say, is there a plan we can put in place to stop this from stealing my time and attention all the time? Can I have a specific time in the morning and in the afternoon where I answer my text messages? Let me give you an example from my life that we recently were dealing with. We have goats um, and we love our goats. They're little Nigerian dwarf goats and they're adorable. And we have enjoyed having them so much except for this one goat. And he was an escape artist. This guy was like Houdini. He was always escaping. And it was super stressful because I'd be working on something and I'd look up and there darting past the window is this blur of a white goat headed for the road. So I'd have to drop everything I was doing, go out and catch this goat, put him in the milking pen, and then go and figure out where in the world he was getting out. Now, this is what he would do is we have um, wire fencing and the grass would grow and it would push up the bottom of the wire fence and then the goats would come along and they'd eat it back down so it'd be like this two or three inch gap and he would lie on his side and slither under any of those gaps so every year this was a thing the spring was the biggest time where the the grass would grow really quickly push it up the goat would escape and we were always having to walk the perimeter of this fence and seal it up well I could deal with it pretty well but it was really frustrating we'd even have to you know, drop what we were doing. Sometimes we were out and head home and catch this goat if he got out again. I never knew when it was going to happen and it was taking up a lot of time and attention. Well, one day he figured out how to escape the milking pen as well as the regular fence. So I caught him after he escaped. I put him in the milking pen like I usually did to hold him while I patched up the fence wherever the hole was, wherever the gap was. And he was suddenly right there with me, sneaking back under that gate as I was trying to fix it. And I said, enough is enough. I'm tired of always being in reactive mode with this goat. So I went to the longer term trouble. It was, you know, harder to do this, which was to sell him. And it was more work in the short run to do that than to just figure out this hole and patch it. But It took so much stress and interruption out of my life, so much risk 
Because let's just face it, a goat that's always getting out, it was just a matter of time before he got hit by a car and got seriously injured or injured someone who was driving that car. Like it just wasn't a good situation. It wasn't a safe situation. And it was really stressful and it was taking so much time and attention and it was so worth it to figure out how to stop that from happening again. That was an important thing to do to prevent this urgent emergency thing from coming up all the time. All right, guys. So in conclusion, I just want to go back through the six time thieves and you can just look through your time. And if you feel like it's getting zapped, if you don't know where it's going, check and see if it's one of these things. So the first one was avoiding your feelings and doing avoidant behaviors. So things like scrolling your smartphone to avoid negative emotions. The second one was neglecting your health. Because if we don't have our health, we're less productive, we're less efficient, and we just we don't have the mental clarity and the energy to do things well. The third one was multitasking, because our brains can't do as well when we're trying to do that, and we're less efficient. The fourth one was resisting reality. So that was where if there's a situation that keeps cropping up over and over, we're not stopping and adjusting and moving to a place of acceptance. The fifth one was climbing the wrong mountain. So that's when we're giving more time to those unspoken goals that we didn't consider to be really important ones, but that are still guiding our behavior. And the last one was focusing on urgent and unimportant things too much. So I hope this episode's been helpful to you and helps you to figure out better ways to manage your time and how to notice where the big problems are so that you can put in some preventative action to reclaim your week. All right, friends, if you like this episode, one of the ways that we can get more awesome guests on this show is if you leave a review. So scroll to the bottom of this episode where the reviews are and hit those stars and then write me a little message about what your favorite episode was. I promise to read every single review and keep trying to get you the guests and information that helps you through this mission of motherhood.